tell you something, brother. Welcome to another explosive episode of Monday Night Horror, man. Yeah. By Boob Clark. Oh, Boob. He, he, he directs a lot. This has got five out of five skulls on Shudder. Ooh. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Back Hard. in black. Yes. Back in black Christmas, that is. Uh, the original Black Christmas from 1974, not the remake from whatever that was, 2003, and then the other remake from 2019, I believe. Yeah. Which, I, I didn't even see that one. No, me either. Uh, I did see the 2003 or whatever that was, 2004, whenever the hell that one came out. And that one's awful. Yeah, I, I watched that one. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that great. This one stars Margot. Ah, I love Margot. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yes, next up on the Christmas docket is Black Christmas from 1974. Um, I'm sure most people have seen this movie. We're watching it on Shudder, so however the fuck you want to watch it, I don't give a shit. And uh, are you ready, Michael? I'm ready. So we're going to hit play now. So 1974, this is before Halloween. Bef- uh, same year as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Bef- I don't know which... I don't know... Uh, I don't know which one came out first, actually. Let me... Uh, I'm going to look that up. Let's see. We watched we watched Red Christmas. Now we're watching Black Christmas. Next, we'll watch Blue Christmas. Then the, I, I was going to say, which which color do you want to do next? Then Mauve Christmas. Oh, there's Yellow Christmas. Oh yes, don't don't eat the yellow snow. No, on, on Christmas. Wow, these headphones that I'm wearing. I I, I, th- I thought the music was coming out of my speakers, and I was like, oh god. It sounds like it's coming out of my speakers. So anyway, movie opens up. We've got a uh, nice house and Christmas lights and nice Christmas music. and Harry Arbide. Yes, him too. You never say much about him. No, well, we had a big falling out. Oh. So we don't. We don't talk to each other much anymore, and I really don't like to associate with them. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released October 1st of 1974. Okay. And Black Christmas, I'm assuming, was released... On the same day. (laughs) Black Christmas was released December 20th. Oh, okay. So, So so. Texas Chainsaw was first. Yes. So we saw the, you see the Greek letters at the door, so it's some kind of sorority or fraternity. Gotcha. I just thought they spelled Nike wrong. Oh, Nikkei. Nikkei. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's way. Of... Nikkei. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, this is 1974. This this predates all of the slasher movies. Um, I don't I don't know uh, really what was the precursor to Black Christmas. I mean, obviously you had Psycho, Psycho Peeping you know. Tom. Uh, okay, Peeping Tom. The town that feared sundown. Is that prior to seven? When was that? I, I don't know. Oh, oh. Is Peeping Tom prior to 74? I believe so, yeah. Gotcha. I think Peeping yeah. Tom was in the 60s. Oh, okay. Oh, God. It's very loud. Uh, yeah, you've, <laughs> well, you've got the volume, like, jacked up. <laughs> well, it's, I, I thought it would be the same, I thought it would be the same volume that we had watched Christmas Evil at. Uh, I don't know why it would, I didn't assume it would just change itself. So we've got somebody climbing up the lattice oh, of, Friar the, Tuck. of the Nike Six House. It's Friar <laughs> Tuck. He's back. First he was Black Christmas killing people. Oh, then it was Red Christmas way, and he's killing people. Yeah. Wait, were there this afternoon, Bob? Look at that guy. And what's that? How's it look? Him? You yeah. <laughs> Have you got your Santa Claus suit ready? Yeah. What time the little bastards arrive? Wow, what time the little bastards arrive? He looks like Shelley's father. The town that dreaded sundown was 1976. Oh, uh, okay. So. Who? Bob, it's for you. Long distance. Oh, great. All this crap off the screen. What is going on in my life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mess. So the lattice climber has made it all the way into the attic. Friar Chuck. Are are lattices and and trellises really that supportive? I guess it depends on how heavy you are. I Jesus. wouldn't climb it if I were you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just we we watched Red Christmas and and he climbs the fucking lattice. This is Black Christmas. He climbs the lattice. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street and. Johnny Depp climbs the goddamn lattice. Yeah, every every movie so far has had a lattice in it. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're not, like, you know, solidly built as a climbing structure. No, I I don't think so. We have a lattice outside our house. All right, so, you know, try to climb it. Or next uh, time I'm at your house, I'll try to climb it. You try to climb it, yeah. Sure. sure. No, we're just having a little party. So, uh, whoever made it into the attic is now coming inside now. Down the ladder. It's all point of view. Yes. Very much like Psycho. Yeah. All point of view killer. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up what was the uh, the precursor to this Psycho. Uh, well, I, uh, shut the the town that dreaded Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy wearing? Like a bear skin? Of course, it's 1974. Who doesn't wear bear skins? <laughs> it's the same jacket that we just watched Harry mangle to make his... Santa costume. Oh, okay. See you around. Let's let's get some trivia up here. 
No, Hark the Herald. Hark. Now, uh, Bob Bob Clark directed this. Didn't yeah, Didn't Bob Clark also direct uh, a Christmas story? Uh, I don't know. Did he? About you, Claire. Uh, look that no up. Thanks, Barb. I made so I'm, pre- I, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. Some of these are some ugly girls. Not all of them, but. Hello. Yeah, a Christmas story. So Hello? Bob Clark directed this, Black Christmas, Hello? and then A Christmas Story, which is, you know, Red Rider, hey, BB Gun, Ralphie, the whole deal. Again. Yeah. The Moaner? Is that what they called him? I thought they said the Mocha. Oh, the Mocha? I thought she said the Moaner. Maybe, maybe she did. It's him again, the Moaner. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> What's he doing? I don't know. I thought he was sounded like he was like sucking the last of a drink out of a cup. Expanded his act. <laughs> no Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle choir doing their annual <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> sounds so like now, he's killing somebody. I was gonna say sounds like he's strangling someone. The audio for the demented phone calls was edited into the film during post-production. While shooting the footage for the phone call scenes, the actresses were actually just reacting to threatening dialogue being spoken from director Bob Clark from (laughs) off-camera. Sounds like something from The Exorcist. Yeah, it does. It sounds like Reagan. So right now it's just panning through all of their faces. They're all they're all just staring at the phone and pretty pink cunt. Is is that the actress from Amityville Horror? Uh, I don't know. The main girl there with the thing on her neck. We're gonna find out. Yes. Listen, you pervert. Why don't you go over to Lambacai? They could use a little of this. Has to be. Um. Olivia, oh no, Margot, Margot. Oh, it's oh, all right. Yeah, that's her. It is her. Yeah. Oh, John Saxon is also in this. I thought you were going to say yes, he is. (laughs) Yeah, he's the uh, uh, once again. He's the cop. Is he? Yeah, he's like the or the the sheriff or something. He's 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 an officer. That's it. Okay, Lieutenant. There you go. Like and John Saxon <laughs> is the uh, the dad and the cop, the pie from uh, the pie <laughs> from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. That's <laughs> all that. That's all John Saxon ever plays. He just plays police officers. He either plays police officers or himself. Yes. So we hang up on on the perverted caller. And they they said he's expanded his act, so obviously this guy's been calling them for a while. Yes. A professional virgin. (laughs) You got a sorority house. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know. 
Oh, there we go. It's the penguin. <laughs> it's uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Yes. And this is this is a, a very story driven movie. And there's a there's a lot of there's there's some really cool underlying tones going on for 1974. Yeah. You learn that that the one girl is pregnant and she wants to have an abortion because she wants to pursue her education and her career and stuff like that and And then Red Christmas. Yes. And then she wants to pursue Red Christmas. Obviously, we have haunting pictures of plastic bags that they're going to turn into snow. Yeah. It's Harry all has connected. To, Harry has to turn it into snow. So there was a... They made us feel like there's somebody in the closet. Yes. So uh, predating this is a Bay of Blood. Yes. 1971. And Psycho and Peeping Tom. Was Bay of Blood a, a slasher? Yes. It was. Okay. Yeah. It's on, uh, what's it called? It's on Shudder. I was going to watch it the other day, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's your tidbit of information of what I do with my time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think about watching movies. I don't necessarily watch them, but I do, I do think about them. <laughs> so she's positive that somebody's in the closet. And sure enough, somebody's in the closet. Yeah. Now everybody's having a good time downstairs and we're drinking. And... With the penguin. Yes, with Burgess Meredith. So here, the snow outside the sorority house oh, was actually fake. What was it made from? Um, because there had been surprisingly little snowfall during the filming, a foam material that was provided by the local fire department was used for snow on the lawn. Interesting. Um, and according to the cinematographer, the substance actually caused the grass on the lawn to grow greener than ever the following spring. Wow. That's weird. Very interesting. Yeah. So you get the shadow lurking down the stairs or down the hallway. Of... Yeah. So, so far we've seen him kill one person. Yes. Well, um, we haven't actually seen him kill we've seen somebody it. somebody got attacked we've seen the, the killer closet. attack somebody yes we didn't really get to see what happened unfortunately nope. and the killer makes his way back up into the attic with the corpse legend has it that this was elvis presley's favorite horror movie and his tradition was to watch it every christmas really yep Wow. Interesting. So we were talking about the, the slasher films that came before this. It says, the film is regarded as being one of the very first slasher films with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, A Bay of Blood, Psycho, and Peeping Tom preceding it. Uh, it set the layout for films such as John Carpenter's Halloween. However, uh, director Bob Clark considered it to be more of a psychological horror film than a slasher film. Which... I can I can kind of I can kind of get that that it's more psychological horror than it is a slasher, but I yeah. I only think that because the slasher genre hasn't re wasn't really defined yet. Mm -hmm. 
like I wouldn't consider Psycho a slasher movie either. No, but it, it ends up getting lumped into that category. Correct, because it was it was a I guess you could say it was a slasher film before that was even a Hello? thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a second, Peter. I, th- I think it's funny. A lot of the directors don't like to have their movies classified as slasher movies. Oh, almost like it's a, a bad word or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of it kind of did. Like you know, oh, you make a horror movie. Like they're just. It was like a cheap way to to make a movie. Yeah. Like oh yeah, you're just gonna fucking have a bunch of people stabbed and there's blood everywhere. Ooh. Wow. You're really artistic. Yeah. Because I want to talk to you face to face. So she's on the phone with her boyfriend now. Yeah. Look, Peter, we'll talk about it tomorrow, okay? So this film was also titled Silent Night, Evil Night. All right. Really? I'll see you around mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. In the U.S. only, because uh, it was feared that the title Black Christmas would be uh, misconstrued as like you know African American black. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I totally would have thought that they you know would have been a uh, like a satanic thing, and people be like, oh well, I don't want to watch that devil movie. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. This woman brushing her teeth like that. Yeah, it was a little ridiculous. <laughs> She just wears her hat everywhere she goes. What is she looking for? Booze. I mean, she found whiskey before. Yep, there you go. Oh, and now she's finding some more. Oh, what an alcoholic. (laughs) Give me that toilet. toilet. (laughs) Give me that toilet liquor. (laughs) That's how she washed her mouth out? She washes her mouth out with liquor? I think my dad used to do that with the toilet tank. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> My first wife's uncle used to do that. Yeah? Yeah, he was a really, really, really bad alcoholic, Uncle Bobby. And, I an Uncle Bobby. And uh, <laughs> he used to keep keep liquor in the fucking toilet tank. Huh. And there you see plastic bag woman. So she is dead. Yes. She's been bagged. Bagged and tagged. Bag and sagging bitch. Bag and sagging... What was that? Bag and sagging sag berry. berry. <clears throat> All right, so... Picture of a church... It's a very slow plotting movie. Yeah. Like there's so, not is this the next day or uh I don't know. Yeah, for all for all we know it could be like a week later. Yeah. They don't really give you a time frame. There's the blacks. The the blacks. Well yes. Were they where, does not? This mo- where does this movie take place? Um, Do they ever actually... Oh, wow. Oh. That's, boy, they fucking hit the old man with fucking snowball in his fucking face. Knocks his glasses oh, off. Thank you. 
It's yeah, okay. and Ozzy's going to help him. <laughs> All right, now. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you Ozzy Osbourne? Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to meet my daughter here at one o'clock. I like how he's like, maybe you could help me. I'm I'm looking for my daughter. He's like, how the fuck would I know who your daughter is? Claire Harrison, do you know her? Claire Harrison? Ooh. Yeah, I think so. Hey, really? Shout out. out. It's called, um... Uh, I don't think so. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, Kappa's our sister sorority. Uh, some of the girls are over here today, but I haven't seen Claire. Uh, the place isn't far. I'll tell you how to get there. I'm really impressed oh, 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 that he knows, yes. like, how to, or, Say no, not that, how, how, but he knows Look, who she is. Yeah. Well, we decided that we would go skiing for a few days. Santa's yeah, got an afro. Yeah, right. Isn't Santa naughty? <laughs> Santa also just sits there and swears. There's children on his lap, and he's just complaining. We're all packed and ready to go. Hmm. I'll bet you'll find her over at the common room. Ooh, that They're having a woman. party there today for underprivileged Even the finger. Yes. <laughs> so who is the, the penguin? She's uh, she's like the... um Like the matron of the house? Or? Yeah, yeah, yep. I intend to do something yeah, I don't know what the hell they're called, but... Like, yeah, like the house mother. Yeah. For the sorority. Uh, uh, that's uh, a friend of Claire's. And very nice young man. What I like, and I, I've seen, like, uh, stuff about this movie in interviews and all kinds of dumb stuff. And throughout this movie, again, it's this is the 70s, and there's a lot of, uh, for it's a sorority, and there's embodiment of sexuality and drug use and alcohol. Uh which isn't what good girls are like. And you can watch the house mother kind of cover stuff up as she is right now with her hand. Yeah, leaning she's got her on the hand door. on the ass in the picture. Yeah, it's, it's two people having sex in a lawn. Yeah. And then the, the picture of the woman flipping people off. And then she says, oh, yeah, they're out, you know, for uh, less fortunate children today. Yeah. So this uh, the sorority house was not a set; it was an actual house that they filmed in. Really? Yep. Wow. And it still stands to this day. Didn't send my daughter here to be drinking and picking up boys. I didn't send my daughter here to be drinking and picking up boys. Well, then you Tough. shouldn't have sent her to college. <laughs> and she, the, the, the house mother says, she says, "Tough shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Claude? Is that you, Claudiekins? Claude? Claudiekins? She's only got half of her fucking lipstick on. <laughs> Look at her. Mommy? Is that you, Claude? Well, she's been drinking for how long now? Yep. Since the oh, movie started. Loses, her f- loses the bag all over the place. <laughs> Claude, I gotta go. 
God damn it, Claude, you little prick. <laughs> it's the fucking dad. <laughs> this is very kind of you, Mr. Harrison. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she's such a she's such a sweet sweet person to him and she's just this vulgar and she yeah. flips him off. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> So the film was made for six hundred and twenty thousand. Wow! And brought in four million. Wow! Wow! That's, that's impressive. <laughs> and due to the low budget, some of the actors were encouraged to provide some of their own clothes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> The original title of the film's script was Stop Me. It was director Bob Clark who came up with the title Black Christmas, saying that he liked the irony of something dark occurring during a, such a festive holiday. The title is also a tongue-in-cheek reference to the Christmas song and 1954 film, White Christmas. I want us to have a baby. Hmm. Peter, I come. Oh, Christ, yes. So here's, this is what I was talking about. So she tells her boyfriend here, Peter, that she's pregnant and he wants to have a baby and she doesn't want to have the baby. He kind of looks like Ozzy, too. That's the same guy. He also <laughs> kind of looks like uh, who's that actor? Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, you know who. Yep, the actor. Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, why don't you just get out of here? Where are they? In a church? I don't know, but he kind of looks like a piano player that I know. David Maybe Curtin. It Maybe it is him. Jeff. He's yeah, kind of pissy, too. Is David Curtin pissy, too? Yes, he is. <laughs> I'm not going to change my mind. We'll see. Are you there at 9 o'clock? Yes. Okay, I'll see you tonight. He's a very overbearing boyfriend. He is. <laughs> but that's because his his girl, his girlfriend, has thoughts of her own. And how dare this woman want to be an individual? Oh, you can't. Not in the seventies. Not in the seventies. If your piano boyfriend tells you you're having a baby, you're having it. Yes. That's the old bugger snogger, son of a bitch. Goodbye, dear. So, NBC scheduled this film for its primetime network debut in 1978 under the title Stranger in the House. On January 15th, 1978, two two female students at Florida State University were murdered by an assailant who broke into a sorority house where they lived. Three other young women in the immediate vicinity were attacked and assaulted. NBC received numerous pleas from locals to pull the movie from broadcast in light of the crimes. And after... And after first stating that they would offer the local affiliates an alternative movie to broadcast, they decided to just pull the plug on the movie altogether. Instead, the film Dr. Savage was shown. NBC instead ran Stranger in the House as a late movie May 14th of the same year. The perpetrator of the crimes at Florida State University was later identified as serial killer Ted Bundy. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, so they... uh, 
Yeah, they debuted it on the 28th, and Ted Bundy murdered murdered a bunch of people a week and a half earlier. Yeah. And they were like, ah, fuck it. Run it. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, it says the, the cast was filled with horror movie veterans or soon-to-be stars of the genre. Um, Olivia Hussey would star in two horror classics, this movie and It, the 1990 okay. It. Yep. Um, John Saxon would star in this and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Uh, Art Hinkle would star in this and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. Okay. 1978. And then Margot Kidder uh, would be in the Amityville Horror. Interesting. That's not much consolation. Oh, here, Mrs. Mike. Let me help. Oh, well, she's back. Drunker than ever. Yeah, <laughs> she stumbles oh. through the door. Still has her busted up lipstick on. <laughs> she can't even stand. Oh, it's great. It was another one of those calls just now. Oh, what there, dear? So there was another, she just said there's another one of those calls, obviously making reference to the uh, to the creepy guy. Yeah. The demented phone calls. Now, has nobody found the plastic woman? No, no. And I mean, we could give a spoiler alert. Nobody ever finds the plastic woman. <laughs> shouldn't be much of a spoiler. But she's got liquor hidden everywhere. <laughs> Fucking Drinking shoebox. in the closet. I love it. <laughs> uh, the film setting is Bedford. Okay. Just, just so you know. This doesn't say Bedford where. <laughs> Just Bedford. It's yep. a... Oh, God. <laughs> She's such a slut. <laughs> Felicia. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new exchange. F-E. It's a new exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Capital F. <laughs> L A T I O. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Just making a joke about oral sex. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, a hockey mask. It is. Foreshadowing Jason. Yes. Or uh, the Wayne Gretzky. Trevor Morehouse. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky wasn't a goalie. Wayne Gretzky is whatever I say Wayne Gretzky is. <laughs> this guy needs to tighten his straps a little bit. Yeah, they're like, they're, yeah, right? I thought maybe she was with you, or at least you might have heard from her. So now they're realizing that their friend is just completely gone missing. Yeah. So he went down to the police station with Phil and Bob. It's her accent. That's why I'm. Yeah, that's why I was asking. Like, it looks. It looks like it takes place in England, and some people sound like it takes place in England, but then a lot of people sound like it's America. Yeah. We have piano player. Is this David Curtin again? Yes. Yeah, there he is. Violently playing the piano. It does look like David Curtin. It does, doesn't it? 
Should I ask him if he was in a movie back then? <laughs> cool Dave. It's even a, it's a Steinway piano. Oh no shit. He's an he's an endorsed Steinway artist. <laughs> Wait, David Curtin is? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> That's really strange. Yeah, isn't it? That's when you just asked him, he was like, oh. Yeah. Were you in Black Christmas? It's like, yeah, <laughs> but then I just continued with my my piano playing. <laughs> When the house was initially rented for film production, it had been unoccupied and in poor shape with old wallpaper and chip paint, requiring the production designers to repaint every wall with a fresh coat and replace the wallpaper. A chief reason for the house being picked was because of its ominous staircase, and Bob Clark liked that he would be able to get a good shot of someone's feet at the top without seeing their body. Oh. And, uh, when she didn't come home... So, now we have, uh... This is uh, this is attic bag girl. Yeah, this is her mother. Mm-hmm. Attic bag. <laughs> yeah, you know, attic bag. I'm Mrs. And there bag. Is. Attic there bag. There he is. Oh, look how young he is. See, he looks identical though. He does. Be like, look how young he is, and ten years later, he basically looks the same. In it's the face. Like he has the same face, but it's like pasted on a younger body. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. There's Bear Man. Yep. It's like, I have to talk to you. Look at how sexy my jacket is. <laughs> Although this film's original title was Silent Night, Evil Night, it shares no connection to the Silent Night, Deadly Night film or any of its sequels. I wouldn't think it would. Uh, it also does not have any relation to Silent Night, Bloody Night. <laughs> That's a pretty bad factoid. (laughs) This movie is not a sequel of anything else. Oh, oh, okay. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. No, thank you very much, Mrs. McHenry, but I just have no appetite. I feel I should be doing something, but... The crimes of the Canadian serial killer Wayne Bowden, who was known as the Vampire Rapist, was the case that inspired screenwriter Roy Moore for the main plot of the film. Bowden murdered three women in Montreal. He later relocated to Calgary, where he claimed a fourth victim in 1971 and was apprehended soon after. He was sentenced to four life terms and died in 2006. Ah. That can screw for three days. So Bedford, it must have been in Canada. Because it even says the films, the film was financially successful in Canada, becoming third highest grossing Canadian film of all time. Mm-hmm. No, really, they just three days, 24 hours a day. Can you believe that? Three days? I'm lucky if I get three minutes. So there's a... There's a scene in this movie where Margot Kidder tells the police officer her number is fellatio 20880. Yes. And this was back when phone numbers all had letter codes as prefixes. Right. Uh, the police officer character is obviously not meant to know what fellatio means because he then repeats this at the station as he's typing up his report and the other officers laugh at him. But it said Bob Clark also did this in uh, the movie Porky's where one of the female waitresses gets a call for a Mike Hunt <laughs> and asks for this mythological person. 
Has anyone seen Mike Hunt? <clears throat> oh, Bob Clark. It's my fault, don't you? Bob, stop it. Don't shit me. That's what you're all thinking. Why don't you just come right out and say it? You think that I drove her away. And if she's dead, you're going to blame me. Oh, boy. That's a... That's a harsh sentence. Yeah. With her father in the room. Yeah. And I drove her away, and if she's dead, it's my fault. And Dad's like, God damn it. Barb is absolutely smashed. Drunk and pissed. You think it's my fault, don't you? You've been employing it all afternoon. Barb, you're drunk. Yep, yep, yep. Bob Clark was a big fan of having characters innocently say curse words, um, such as Ralphie saying the F word after hearing his father say it. It it makes things more believable. Yeah. Like when it's it's just, I don't know, casually said, I guess you could say. Yeah. But there's a different a different sense of casual saying, like where they would say it here, and then they casually say it in Rob Zombie. Right. All right. Now here's your piano friend, destroying his piano, hitting the piano. <laughs> He's like, it's a new way to play it. I'm writing abstract music. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> He's doing the podcast. He's always doing the podcast. <laughs> well, Mr. Harrison, I'm Bear Man. <laughs> let me let me introduce myself. Do you like my coat? That's not an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Sorry. Let me introduce my coat. <laughs> coat, meet bald man. Yeah, Bill. Listen, I'm sure Claire will be all right. I hope so. And I just want to tell you that I'm going to go to my sister's for the holidays, so I might not be here when you get back. That's okay. Look, at just checking on Bob before you leave. Could you do that? Of course I will. That's it. Just checking on Barb before you leave. So everybody leaves, and the house mother says that she's not going to be she's not going to be there for the holidays either. They've formed a search party. They're going to do their search party at night. Naturally. <laughs> Why not? Yes, do you really need the megaphone? Yeah. Like a small group and they're all standing right in front of him. Yeah, exactly. And you're up on a park bench. I think everybody <laughs> would hear you. Yeah. 
Ah, he's a police officer. I've got it. I'm going to use it. That's right. I never get to use it. <laughs> I've always wanted to. They yell at me for doing it in the station. It's too loud. <laughs> so you have a mysterious figure just sitting outside of this sorority house. So everybody has, Jesus Christ. Oh, she's this going woman, again. This woman cannot stop drinking. Now, what is that she's drinking? I, I don't know. It, it looks like whiskey. I would have to, I would have to pause. The bathroom would have probably been the best scene. It seems like she's always drinking the same thing. She's yeah, very it looks loyal like to it. the to the one bottle. Looks like it might be her turn. <sighs> so nobody else is in the house. Well, Barb is in the house, but Barb is like passed out drunk in her room. Yeah. So the penguin is all alone. What? Are you? There's the attic door. It's just a gaping hole in the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. It's very creepy. Yeah. And <laughs> the penguin, up there? That's it. And the penguin suspects something is in the attic. Looking for her cat. That's Claude, her cat. And then we drunkenly climb the ladder. Yeah, the she can't attic. even make it up the ladder. I know. She's struggling. She's like hugging it. Oh, and somebody's in the attic and they've got a... What the fuck was that? A hook? A, like a hook on a pulley? Uh, yeah, like a, almost like a winch. Right. Hook or something. She's really obsessed with this cat. Yes. And there we go. She now finally sees Claire. Plastic woman. And knows Claire's demise. That's it. Claire's not missing. Claire is dead. And she turns around and she sees the killer. And he puts the hook through her face and pulls her up into the he winches attic. winches her into the attic. That's it. And that's it. Anybody there? And the attic door closes. Anybody there? Anybody there? I'm assuming cab driver? Probably. You gotta be with that hat. Oh, that's it, yes. If what else would he hat, be? Gotta be a cabbie. Yep. Yep, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Rob Zombie. 
Tab number 1344. 1344. Uh, 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 thrashing around in the attic. Nobody's looking for Claire. Everybody is just huddled around a fucking fire. Everybody's homeless. Even her even her dad. Yeah. Her dad's like, ah, I'm too cold to go look for my daughter. <laughs> that scene in the attic is very unnerving. Yeah. And he just keeps Claire's body in the window. Yeah. Oh, mustache man. Mustache man's on the scene. So there's blood-curdling scream. What have we found? Oh, let's see. Bear man's running to the scene. Mr. Harrison is there. He sure is. And he is visibly shaken. And his wife is there. And his wife is visibly shaken. Yes. Now, who who are they searching for? They're looking for Claire. Is that Plastic Girl? That's Plastic Girl. Okay. There's so because, many characters. Yeah, because she... Yeah, there are. There's a lot of people in this movie. Oh, and now another mysterious phone call. Just moaning and wheeling. Now, who's the who's the main heroine? What do you want? Her. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah, she she makes she's your your final girl. Mm before there was a final girl kind of thing. She was your Tina before there was a Tina. Yes. So, naturally, she was my Molly. My Molly. If you don't have a Tina, you've got to have a Molly. Or a Polly. Polly Molly. Molly Polly. Polly Pocket. Yes. Mighty Max. Yeah. None of the girls seem particularly worried about the phone calls that are being made to them. No, they just think it's a, a creep. Yeah, like, oh, it's just a creepy prank, that's all. Just some spook. Just some spook. What do you mean by that, Michael? <laughs> you know, like a spooky. Spooky phone call. Oh, yes. Must be a spook. Call. A spooker? Spooker. Is that the right term? Yes, sure. Um, I've been getting obscene phone calls. And, and here we are now. We call. Yes, all right. I'll hold, but only for a moment. 
How do you not hear somebody coming down the steps? Oh, no. It's David. Why didn't you say something? No, it's Peter. Well. Well, you're you're David. You're David. My David is your Peter. What a dick. Claire Harrison is missing. I was out with a search party looking for her. Yes, hello? I want to report something. No, I don't want to hold. He's a little unhinged, too. Yes. How do you think it would? Peter, what he's, kind of a game are you playing? He's such a dick. Mm-hmm. So why don't you quit attacking me and we try to have a rational adult conversation? Royo. Right. Now stay on the line. <laughs> Righto. Have a rational adult conversation, we will. <laughs> Art Hindle, in an interview included with the DVD and Blu-ray, reveals that the fur coat he wore in the film was in fact his own. It still hangs in his closet today. Oh. child murdered in the park. I don't know when we can get a man on it. Probably just one of your boyfriends playing a little joke. Oh, yep, of course. Yeah, well, I'll report it and try to get a man on it just as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that, that great detective work in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Probably a runaway. Yeah. Help, there's somebody who's calling me leaving obscene messages. That's ah, probably a friend just pulling a prank. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Little girl was found murdered in the park. The search party that was mm. for Claire found a little girl murdered. So that's what they found in the park. What's that? A little girl. Oh. A dead little girl. A dead little girl. Not Claire. No, a real little girl. Because Claire is dead in the attic. And Claire is medium-sized. Yes, at least. She is a, she is a medium-sized boy. She's a large boy. just hear me Shooting the search party scenes in the park proved to be quite difficult as the temperature was 10 degrees Fahrenheit during the night of filming. That's insane. That's why they're all standing around the fire. Yeah. So that's it. We're getting married. We'll say something. You don't have a set. You don't have an op. An opinion. It's happening. Can't tell yet if she's happy or not. Remember when we first met? <laughs> you told me about you wanting to be a concert pianist. How it was your greatest dream. And I told you about some of the things that I wanted to do. I still want to do those things. Oh, it's such a great conversation here. You can't ask me to drop everything I've been working for and give up all my ambitions because your plans have changed. Realistic. I can't marry. Sure you can. What does it change? We could be married. You could still do anything you wanted to do. Oh, it's it's oh. great. It's, it's just great. Like it shows a woman's struggle for individualism. So fine, you won't marry me. What are we doing about the baby? Yeah. Six Belmont Street. That's where your daughter is. 
A high school girl's been murdered. Mr. Harrison's daughter is missing. And now at the house where she lives, the other girls are getting obscene phone calls. John Saxon's the only one that... <laughs> he's the only one that's well, like, uh, it, guess, uh, this is an yeah. issue. Yeah, it, all the other cops are like, whatever. Yeah. This guy just wears his fucking fur coat everywhere. <laughs> well, he's bear man. Without it, he doesn't have his power. Without it, he's just regular man. He's just man. I'm just man man. Man man. In order to get the proper creepy and raspy voice for Billy, actor Nick Mancuso had to stand on his head to compress the thorax in his neck. <laughs> Jesus. We're shooting another phone scene. Get on your head. That's it. This movie was shot in 40 days. Hmm. Sergeant Nash, could I speak to you for a minute? Oh, this must be the phone number. Yep. What's this? Uh-huh. Well, that's the number at the sorority house. Collation? Yeah, it's a new exchange. <laughs> And everybody knows except yeah, Felicia, except Nash. Yeah. She gave you fellatio. Yeah. <laughs> Nash, I don't think you could pick your nose without written instructions. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. One of the girls who came in from the sorority house gave it to me. She gave it to you. <laughs> It seems like genuine laughter. Yeah. I know. Yep. Something dirty, ain't it? Yeah, it doesn't seem like acting laughter. Yeah. You selfish bitch. Wow. You're talking about killing. Is he breaking Christmas lights? Yes. Yes. He's just <laughs> smashing ornaments on somebody else's tree. <laughs> you selfish bitch. Because she wants to have an abortion. Let's get one thing straight. You are not going to abort that baby. Peter, you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. Jess, if you try getting an abortion... I think you better leave. If you try getting an I abortion... I said get out. That's it. I'll abort you. Post-birth. <laughs> we know all There's about a, those from Red Christmas. See. Yes, those 947th trimester abortions. Well, he was 28. <laughs> get He's like, wow, that guy really needs an abortion. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Any more news? No, but there's some people here to see about the phone calls. I'm trying to poop my baby into the fire. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a fireplace in every room. Yeah, they're all over the place. Look at those curtains in the background, too. Yeah. God, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear this movie was made in 1974. <laughs> 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 ah, but I do know better. Where's the telephone? There's one in the living room and one here in the hall. Claire's room's up here. How many girls 
I like the soundtrack too. There's not really like creepy music. You just get like weird sounds every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, I don't know. It's almost like, like just Texas like Chainsaw a couple massacre. Yeah, a couple notes on like the bottom end of the piano there. That like. Boom. Yeah. Six Belmont. I'm working line five five nine six one one four. Right. So the detective. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're. They're bugging the. The lines in the house. Booging. Booging. Say it right. They're booging. <laughs> During Nick Mancuso's audition for the role of Billy's disembodied voice, Bob Clark had Mancuso sit in a chair facing away from him so as not to see his face. He wanted his audition to rely solely on voice acting and not on facial expressions. Clark then had Mancuso experiment with different voices in order to come up with one that was right for the character. One of the methods used was having him compress the thorax in his neck by standing on his head. So weird. Last night. Right, last night. Well, did anyone see this morning? No, I didn't. All the other girls have gone for the holidays. I get a list of their phone numbers where I can reach them. It's one of Mrs. Max's room. Who's Mrs. Max? Who's Mrs. She's Max? Now she's the drunk lady who lives here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, just the drunk house mother, that's all. Oh. Who's the drunk woman upstairs? Oh, that's Barb. <laughs> Are any of you sober? Sometimes. Is she the one that was at the station today? We take turns. Sleep. <laughs> And he was just making reference to Barb when they're like, oh yeah, she's upstairs and drunk. And he's like, uh, was she the one at the station? He's like, yeah. He's like, alright, yeah, we'll let her sleep. Yeah. I've tapped this phone so that when it rings, it'll ring at the station house too. Same time, I'll be at the phone company checking on the location of the source of the call. Are there any other phones in the house? Yes, the house mother has one. Yeah, but it's another number and they haven't been Yes, we have one in every room. Yes, right next to the fireplaces. <laughs> We've got 11 different lines. <laughs> so get booging. Get booging. See the car outside? Yeah. We've got one of our men in it. You've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you see that car outside? Yes. You should really be careful because I've noticed that it follows you everywhere. <laughs> you see that car outside? I'm going to leave in it. <laughs> That's mine. It's nice, right? <laughs> He's hitting uh, on her. I guess. Would you like to go on a ride sometime? <laughs> no. You see How about you, out? Mr. Harrison? <laughs> you see that car outside? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't hallucinating. <laughs> so penis is lurking in the woods. Not even wearing a coat. <laughs> no. This girl was calm like two seconds ago. Oh boy. Maybe it's that she was trying to compose herself because the police were there and, and Mr. Harrison, like, well, I don't want to get him nervous or worried. She looks like she should be a librarian. Yes. She kind of looks, that, that's what your mother probably looked like when your mom was like 18. Yeah, it, it is pretty much. I guess I'm just exhausted. I've been taking these pills for my cold and they knocked me out. 
Will you be okay? I know what you looked like when you were 18. A little bit. A little bit. My breasts were a little bit more full. Yeah, a little bit. Slightly. Almost almost slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. When Claire gets... When Claire gets strangled with the laundry bag, uh, her reaction is real. The uh, the actress Lynn Griffin didn't know what to expect. Oh, okay, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. Just just approach that laundry bag and react to whatever happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's 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 a little crazy. That's how you make a movie. Yeah, just. Go over to that laundry bag. All right, now, she doesn't know you're back here, so when she gets close enough, I want you to choke her. <laughs> and don't stop until I tell you to. <laughs> don't stop until she stops moving. <laughs> I asked her to marry me, and she said no, and I'll fucking show her. <laughs> Claire still in the attic, being rocked ever so gently. There's a doll now. Pretty girl. Your doll? Your doll? Your doll? Chunky? Chunky? Who the fuck is Chunky? (laughs) I know who did it. It was Chunky. Who the fuck is Chunky? What the fuck is wrong with you, Andy? My doll. You doll? <laughs> he just keeps repeating up, after Andy. people. It was Chunky. Chunky? Chunky? My doll. You doll? <laughs> he did it. He did it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the bottom of your fucking feet. Take I'll find out pants. who's walking in the goddamn flower. <laughs> Take off your pants now. <laughs> Take off your pants, Mrs. Broccoli. I got to see your son's feet. <laughs> How no. does me taking off my pants accomplish that? Don't question Listen, my I'm, fucking methods here. I'm the detective. I'm the detective here. <laughs> All right. So, so, sorry, folks. All right. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. Um, There's Barb. Drunk. Drunk Natural. in bed. Not naturally. Not naturally drunk. She probably is naturally drunk. It's just a condition. Oh, going into anaphylactic shock. Yep. Oh, that's it. I need my inhaler. That's... I thought you were supposed to do inhalers the other way. What, in the butt? Yes. <laughs> and you reverse fart. <laughs> You know, suck it in. You just suck it in. (laughs) Don't act like you don't reverse fart when you gotta take your inhaler. (laughs) I dreamed a stranger was coming in my room. (sighs) I guess that's what gave me asthma. So what'd she say? I had a dream that a killer, the killer came in my room. Stranger came into my room. There you go. 
It looks like he is in there. Yes. Now he's skulking away. You have carolers outside? Yes. Yeah, a bunch of little girls. Uh, is there there might be a boy in there. Maybe. It's hard to tell with the hair. Yeah, they, they all, all have the same hair. Yes. And they just want they just want to adore him. This is when you dump water on them from the second floor. Yes. Or hot oil like medieval times. Like medieval. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, feces. Did, like does anybody London ever, in the 1800s. Yes. Does anybody do, like, uh, caroling anymore? I've done it. Really? Yeah. When? In college. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our choir director would take us wow. caroling like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Because I'm always like, oh, that seems like such a lost thing. Yeah, well, I but think I it is it, for the most part. And it, I guess it also has to do with, like, like location, where you are. Oh, yeah. So this entire time, uh, what's her name? Jess, I think is her name. Uh, she's just watching the carolers, and there's somebody lurking through the house now. Yeah, the, there's been somebody lurking through the house for, like, two days now. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, they nobody just live seems in, to be able to see them. They live in the attic, and nobody hears anything. Oh, look at that unicorn. Yes. Gosh, she just leaves the door open and ever. Yeah, right. You're letting all the it, heat out. Isn't it cold? Like Christ. Oh, it's me, Billy. It's all right. It's all right, Agnes. Here comes the unicorn. That's it. Agnes, don't you tell what we did, Agnes. And she's stabbed to death while carolers carol outside. I like it's how after good... the first stab, the unicorn horn didn't have any blood on it. <laughs> It's a good scene. I like this scene. Yeah. That's it. Another one bites the dust. Yep. Here comes uh, Mrs. Bunker. <laughs> Get the children in the car. Get the children in the car. I I'm wearing I'm wearing a lampshade. <laughs> I knitted this hat with my feet. <laughs> Is that why is that why people go caroling to make money? I I don't think so. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know. I've never been caroling. I've never seen carolers. I think usually you just do it for the sake of doing it. Right. She probably didn't even hand them money. She handed them like a pack of dentine. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got plenty of tip left. <laughs> yeah. There's more where that came from. <laughs> no tip. Okay. 
<laughs> he has the big wad of money. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> All right, so now we've got another phone call and more moaning. So the cops are listening in on the obscene phone calls now. Yes, they've got yeah, they've got the phone tapped. And the other cop is like prowling through massive telephone servers down yes. at the phone company. That's crazy that that's how I mean, I'm assuming that's how it was done. Yeah. Just like having a wart removed. And the line disconnects before he's able to figure out where it's coming from. Yeah, he has to, like, physically go through every line. (laughs) Jess, we didn't get him. There wasn't enough time. You'll have to keep him on the line longer. Gotta keep him on the line, damn it. Talk to him. Ask him how he's doing. Ask him how it's like removing a wart. <laughs> how many warts has he had removed? What are his removal procedures? Come on. You gotta talk to him. It's called conversation. <laughs> did he use more than one voice like this? Yes, yes, he did. He used several different voices. I meant to ask you tonight, uh, who was the guy that was leaving when I arrived at your house? Who was the strange man lurking in the dark woods? <laughs> oh, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> that was penis. Peter the penis. <laughs> He's a professional penis. <laughs> but what do you mean by that, ma'am? You know, he plays the penis. <laughs> So this crazy fucking farmer shot a cop. <laughs> Looks like Walter Matthau almost. If you last, you can and I'll bust you to Boy Scout, I swear. So are they just letting the farmer go? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you he tried was, to kill a police officer. Well, well, the farmer says, he's like, I don't, you know, somebody was on my property. You know, I don't care what kind of uniform they've got. So it was more like just a warning shot. Somebody was on my property. I didn't want them stealing. And they're like, all right, well, it's the 70s. So. Yeah, I guess that's how it was in the 70s. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, it makes sense. God, Phil, I don't know. I'm so confused. Oh, look, Jess. I really don't think it could be Peter. You know, I don't like Peter much, but I don't think he's that sick. I can't believe Peter would do this. He's what is she wearing? <laughs> A house you dress. Are you getting scared? Look, are you sure that cop's still out there? Yeah, he's there. He's there. Or is he? The co- The car's there. <laughs> yes.
Peter, don't cry. We can straighten things out. There's nothing to get so upset about. Yeah, Peter, stop being a fucking weirdo. Yeah? It's Bill Graham. You want me to trace that one? Yeah, try and get it. Right. I know they're going to arrest penis. Peter, where are you? Peter's a fucking mess. He is. His, his, whatever, his recital didn't go as planned. His girlfriend doesn't want to marry him. She's going to murder their child. Yeah, he's in a hole. He's like, great, my life is awful. Yeah. And once so he's kind of like the prime suspect at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely think something's, something's up. Yeah, the call, right. calls aren't long enough. Damn it, Jess. Engage. <laughs> Couldn't even keep penis on the phone. And that's your boyfriend. Yes. Okay. He's like, how many times do I have to tell you? Keep them on the goddamn fucking phone. You're not thinking. important that you tell me. You're not thinking of having an abortion, are you? <laughs> Pregnant. I told him I didn't want to have the baby. When did you tell him this? <laughs> How is this any of your business, detective? Yeah, right. He's like, so uh, what clinic are you going to use? <laughs> that's it. Oh. He's an artist, so that's that's why he said killing the baby instead of having an abortion. <laughs> But if it is, he needs help. Do you know what I mean? The sooner the better. Hello. Think back. Was Peter with you any of the times that you got one of these calls? Yes. Yes, he was here. He was at the house tonight when the first call came. That's right. It couldn't be Peter. So she's vouching for penis. Yes, and you see something in the background there. He's obviously upset about something. I'd like I saw to a shadow lurking in the back. Uh, well, he lives at Baker House, uh, but when he gets like this, he usually goes down to the recital hall at the music conservatory and plays. So she, like you just said, he she vouches for him, so you know it's it can't be Peter because... He was there when the first phone call came in tonight. So... Oh, look at this fucking nerd. With the librarian? Yes, the, the librarian. <laughs> the librarian. The librarian. The librarian. The librarian. No, she's a fucking librarian. What, detective? She works down at the fucking Liberty. The Liberty, you know. Jess, you, you know, with the tassels. <laughs> Ultimate librarian, you know. <laughs> what? 
tassels, the face paint, and the books. <laughs> Ultimate librarian. Ultimate Doug. You know. <laughs> All right, so there's guys in the window. We're with the search party in the park. We're going to search your house now. Yeah. We were wondering if you, you know, saw anything peculiar. I don't know. We're the ones that needed the search party. It's got like a shotgun pointed at them. Yeah, right? Don't worry. We're just looking for the killer. Did they say their dog died last night? Yeah, because they don't want to invite them in. Okay. And remember, there might be others from the search party around, so uh, don't be afraid. We'll be around to see that you're safe. Thank you very much. Remember to lock those doors and windows out there. Jesus. <laughs> just that constant, okay, now remember this. Okay, now this. And you're just like, all right, goodbye, yeah. goodbye. Seriously, do you realize this is the only door and window in this whole house that's locked? That's the only door and window that you have locked? Well, better get on that then. Yeah. Tell them I want all records on a Peter Smythe music student. Peter Smythe? Is that what he said? That's what I thought he said. Penis Smythe? Penis Smythe. Penis Mightier? (laughs) (laughs) The wreath has alcohol on it. Of course. Why wouldn't it? If you could yeah, put the, alcohol on it, you better. The penguin probably hung it. Hung it with glee. <laughs> Barb, are you awake? Hmm? Watch that door. I have a feeling Barb's not going to be answering you. No, didn't Barb get the unicorn? Yes. Barb has been corned. (laughs) So he goes down to the concert hall, and the piano is destroyed. I'm assuming, like, he would have to pay for that. (laughs) I'm sure he would. That's not cheap. No, that's like $80,000. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Eighty thousand dollars. Are you there? Bill. Oh, the Henry sisters. Gotta love those Henry sisters. You fat pig. (laughs) A Steinway Grand Piano will cost between seventy and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. All right. Well, you were pretty goddamn spot on at eighty. I I was in the the ballpark. So she's
Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like a voicemail from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> the, fall, the calls just get more and more deranged as it goes on. Yeah. The lieutenant's like, hold on, I think this is a piano. <laughs> <laughs> I got this one's moving. Let me check this. Oh, he got it. He was able to trace it. God, that's just crazy if that's how it was done. Yeah. So Jess has just got this guy on the phone and he's just laughing and crying to himself and Oh my god. This is Graham. It's group 140, terminal 55. 140, terminal 55 is where he's calling from, so they got him now. Yes. The McHenry sisters. That's who it was. It was them all along. A phone company's on the other line, sir. They say they got a trace on this one. Yeah, let's have it. Says the calls are coming from number six Belmont Street. For Christ's sakes, Nash, you got it wrong. That's where the calls are going into. That's where they're coming from, too, sir. Ah, so it's like there the, you go. when a stranger calls. Yes, which was 1978. Ah, okay. So it's act that this did it first. Yeah. So the calls are coming from inside the house. Yep. Now the cop officer. Out, yep, officer outside the house has had his throat slit. Yep. Look, I can't get through to Jennings. I want you to call that girl. Nash. Call that girl. I don't remember her name. Just, you know. <laughs> you know that girl. That, that crazy bitchy girl who's killing children. You know the girl with the tassels. With the face. <laughs> with the you face know, paint. Ultimate girl. You know the blonde tits. Doug. <laughs> Let's just call her Doug for short. Ultimate Doug. Who is this? Who is this? You called me. Oh, no, you call- yeah, you <laughs> called you called me. Why are you asking? Who's this? <laughs> no. Phil and Barbara upstairs asleep. Why? All right. Now I want you to do exactly what I tell you without asking any questions, okay? N- n- no questions. No questions. Take off your pants. Please, Miss Bradford, please just do as I tell you. Miss Bradford lives in Bedford. No, 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 don't. <laughs> yes, the caller is in the house. Well, maybe you shouldn't freak them out by saying that. It's like I was trying to be discreet, but you just didn't get the point. So now, now I'm going to terrify you. 
So they did mention at the beginning of the movie that there are two phone lines in this house. Yes. Because the cop asked if they wanted to bug both phone lines. And he says, nope, because the other one hasn't gotten any of the weird phone calls. It's just this line. Right, and that's because the other one is making the calls. Correct. The murderer, whoever he or she is. Dolly Parton. So now she's afraid that her friends are dead because she knows that they're upstairs. Answer me. Answer me. O N S E R. Answer me. Answer. Answer. U N C E R. Answer. Answer me. <laughs> so she's going for the fire poker. Instead Seems of to just be a popular leaving. weapon. Instead of just leaving like the cop told you to do, put the put the phone down and walk out the front door. Don't ask any questions. Just that's do it. as I say. That's it. Okay, but I'm going to go upstairs. No. No, no. Hang up the phone and <laughs> leave the house. Okay, let me just get the fire poker. No. No. Not a fire not poker. <laughs> Okay, fine. The caller's inside the house. Oh, well, now I have to go upstairs. <laughs> Damn it. I assumed you would want to leave. She's really choking up on that fire pointer poker. Poker. She had her hand, I mean, like, around the top of it. You could, you could point at the fire, too. Fire pointer, yeah. Alerting people that, yes, over there is a fire. Oh. oh, boy. So she breaks into, uh, I think it's Barb's room. And yeah. Phil and Barb are dead in bed together. Oh, that's Ooh, creepy. An eyeball. <laughs> it's the creeping eye. That's a the crawling eye. There's just an called. eye in the door. He's looking at her, and she just slams the door in his face. Slam, slams his eye in the door. <laughs> just absolutely deranged. <laughs> it's like when, when Patrick is focusing on the, the chocolate customer. Yes. Back off. <laughs> slams his eyes I'm, in the door. I'm focusing. <laughs> had a little bit of a breakdown, realized he couldn't break through the door, and was like, all right, never mind that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get through there. I'll just go make some more phone calls. <laughs> so Jess is now going down into the basement with her fire pointer.
cops are on their way. Cops are in hot pursuit. It's the long arm of the law. With equally long pair of legs to match. (laughs) When criminals bash and bad guys smash. (laughs) Oh, man. Sheriff John Benelli are an American treasure. Yes, he is. <laughs> the only thing certain in the life of a police officer is that nothing is certain except and danger. danger. <laughs> <laughs> so now somebody's outside the window. Is it the creeper? The spooker? That's it's the search party. <laughs> They're searching still. Anybody in there? We're the search party. <laughs> You've already been to our house. We're searching for anybody. <laughs> We're more of prowlers now. <laughs> so Jess is walking along in the basin. Somebody's calling her name. Jess, are you all right? Jess? Jess? I'm cold. I'm cold. (laughs) He looks cold. I think that's penis at the window. And that's it. It is. But is he the spooker? It's David the penis player. David Penis. He's like, Jess, don't mind me. I'm just going to kick in the fucking window. (laughs) I just want to talk to you about getting married, Jess. Jess? So, Peter is now broken in. Jess? Jess? Hell-bent on talking to Jess. Yes. He's going to deliver the baby. (laughs) Right now. That's what the ice skates are for in the back. Yeah. Jess, are you in there? Jess? Jess. Jess. Vigo Mortensen, that's the the actor I was thinking about. Okay. Who kind of looks like that. He says Jess in this scene as much as they say fuck in Halloween H2. Yeah. 112 <laughs> times. Why don't you answer me? Jess, you had me worried. What are you doing out here? And the police are about to show up. And we still don't know who the killer is. Nope. But we're highly suspicious of penis. Yes. Because obviously when the calls came in, he was in the house. Wow. Just smash a hole in the door. (laughs) Took a little bit of effort. There's no lights in this basement. 
No, no, you can't have lights in the basement. Nonsense. It ruins the effect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, Peter looks to have been beat to death. And Jess is alive. Is alive. I knew it in my gut with that kid. He knew it in his gut. Killing people. I don't know. He must have made a call after after each murder. It's hard to believe Jess would kill anybody, much less Peter. She's under. How long do you think it'll be before I can talk to you? Just a couple questions. Well, she'll be out for at least four hours and pretty groggy after that. What time do her parents get here? A couple of hours. They're driving down from Unionville. I'll see where it'll end. But the condition she's in, I wouldn't count on talking to her before tomorrow afternoon if I were So they're pretty certain that it was Peter that was doing all the killing. Peter? What? Yes, Peter. Who's Peter? Oh. David. Oh, okay. And then we're going to have to take these bodies to the morgue in Lincolnville. The hospital doesn't have facilities to handle this many at one time. All right, tell the coroner they had to get started on the autopsies right away. And notify the parents for identification. Yes, sir. Uh, I think that about wraps everything up here, sir. Uh, state lab guys will be here in about an hour. Isn't it up to the family if they want an autopsy? I think so. Maybe or not back then. John. Nope, it's up to John Saxton. We've got a sick girl and her. He's bald. And this and this man just blacked out. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with him? I think he just passed out. The excitement was too much for him. That was it. So, Mr. Harrison still doesn't have answers on his daughter. No. There you go. Mr. Harrison is suffering from shock. So we just get this long shot of Jess laying in bed. Laying in bed. And the camera slowly pans away. Probably to a telephone. To a phone man holding the telephone. <laughs> you see. Bloody bed. Yep. Barb's room. Barb's bloody bed. Oh, that time of the month. The B&B. The, the B&B. The three Bs. Barb's bloody bed. B-b-b-b. <laughs> I don't know. Giant spider? A googly-eyed monster pillow? (laughs) 
the house is totally still and completely calm. Yeah. The lights are off. It's just, I really like the end of this. Yeah. These, these long haunting scenes. Yeah. The slow creep through the house. Over, <clears throat> over to the attic hatch. Yeah. I think this movie was heavily inspired by the remake of Friday the 13th. <laughs> the original name was Saturday the 14th. It's not a sequel of Friday the 13th. No. But they changed it to Black Christmas. Not to be confused with African American Christmas. <laughs> You mean Kwanzaa? Yes. <laughs> so we see up in the attic and, and Mrs. Mack and Claire. The bodies that weren't found yet. Are still in the attic. Even the ones in the window. Yes. And no music. The camera just pans out. Yep. Christmas lights on the house, Christmas tree in the living room window, and the bagged head of Claire in the, the attic window. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then I believe credits just start rolling here. And you hear the phone ringing. Mm-hmm. The phone rings 13 times. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. And, and we're never really told whether or not Penis is the killer. Correct. Correct. You're just kind of led to make your own assumption that, like, he was the killer. But now the phone's ringing again. Is it the killer calling? Is it just the phone ringing that just somebody is calling? Yeah. But yeah, I like it. I like how the the end of the movie there's there's no music. There's no there's no happy like uh you know, happily ever after kind of kind of feeling. Mhm. Jess is just left laying in the bed. Yeah. And you just get this haunting ending with the phone ringing. Yep. Yep, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's creepy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I, I really like it. Um, it's a real shame that the uh, that the remake that they did in the two thousands was just fucking awful. Oh yeah, because um, this is such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I never saw the I guess second remake. Yeah, the 2019. Uh, yeah, from 2019. Um, I, I, I'm willing to give it a watch, just I would like to be able to say that I saw it. Uh, yeah. Just to see what it's all about. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't think... I don't think you'd be able to remake it, even with even if you took um, certain stances on things, like how they, they 
you know, a woman's individualism and abortion and, and all kinds of stuff like that, standing up for yourself, uh, all, all of that. It, it was very straightforward or very prominent in this movie. And I don't really think that there's much, there's, there is a lot. I'm not going to say there isn't much, but I don't think that it would have the same tone if you took things that people try to have a stance on today, like with, I don't know, uh, like gender, gender roles or, you know, what you identify as and stuff like that. I, I just don't mm-hmm. think that those things have the impact that this movie had in the seventies. Yeah. Because it, it seems that e- even stuff that you're, you're standing up for an injustice, there's so much more that is accepted and laid back and okay in today's culture. Oh yeah. Where it's really hard to make this kind of a mark. It's, it's hard to make a stance like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody that does make a very good stance on, on certain movies like this, um, Jordan Peele with uh, get out. I think that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had spoke about that. Yeah. And I had said, I was like, if, 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 if you watch it, it's, it's an unnerving movie. If you're a black man and you watch it, the movie is absolutely terrifyingly spine chilling. It's, it is horrific. Um, but it's a good social commentary on certain things. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to watch the 2019 remake and just see what the fuck it's about. I'm sure it's awful. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, do you have anything to, to close on Mike? No, I I don't think so. It's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's out before Halloween and Friday the 13th and all of those. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The only ones that like, like we had said, psycho, um, Mm -hmm. psycho peeping Tom. And there was one other one. Bay of blood. Bay of blood. That's and the, the town that dreaded sundown. Yes. That came out two years. That came out later. (laughs) Um, and Texas chainsaw massacre. Yeah, which came out a few months before this. Correct. So I'm sure film-wise it was being shot roughly at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. And I, I think something that, that kind of shows that it's a really good movie is the lack of commentary that we were really able to do on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch it, and the movie just kind of – I don't know, it kind of pulls you in. Yeah, it does. You just watch. And, and, yeah, and you just get sucked into it, and you, you just, that's it. You're just watching, and you're watching. And, of course, there's certain things that we comment about, but on the whole, there there were a lot of, no pun intended, dead spots where I was literally just watching the movie. Like, Yeah, shit, the dialogue's you know? all really realistic. Yeah, yeah, nothing is, nothing's too corny. No. Um, it, it's... It's all very, very believable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's absolutely great. Yep. Bob, Bob Clark did a great job with this. And then, yeah. he did, and then he did A Christmas Story, which is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. Yeah, mine too. Yes, it's great. So it's just funny to see him do something like this on Christmas. And then in whatever that was, 1986 or whenever he made A Christmas Story, yeah. he, makes, he makes that movie, that Christmas movie. Right. So... Well, that's it. 
Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to catch us next week. Same heart.